It's good to see you guys this morning. You guys doing okay? Good morning. Good to see you. Um, we, uh, as as many or most of you probably know at this point, um, we have uh, had a, a pretty trying week uh, here at Twenty Four. Uh, we we lost one of our own uh, this past week, uh, C.J. Morris. Um, and if you didn't know C.J., uh, I'll just say you were missing out. Uh, he was an unbelievable guy, uh, and uh, uh, honestly, just one of those people. It's just an honor to have as a friend. And uh, uh, got that call that you don't want to get on Wednesday um, that uh, something was bad wrong, and uh, I needed to get where I was to somewhere else, and uh, was not part of the plan for that day, as, as generally those things happen to be. And um, and uh, man, just uh, you know, got to spend uh, the afternoon and the evening with the family. Uh, and many other friends, and uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful for the time that we had together, um, and I'm thankful for CJ, and uh, we will be uh, hosting uh, his funeral here uh, in the next couple of days. Visitation will be tomorrow here from 3 to 8, uh, and then uh, also again on Tuesday from 10 to 12 uh, with the funeral service at noon. Um, and, and part of the reason why uh, it's being held here is because uh, they don't believe uh, that they will have enough room at the funeral home uh, to deal with the amount of people. Uh, and so uh, those of you that are members, you already know this, but anybody else is welcome to jump in as well. We, we see this as an opportunity for us to love on our community and love on this family. And so if you're available and you want to serve, uh, if you serve in kids and you want to help with kids during this, there's gonna, we're going to actually have it where people can bring their kids uh, and uh, have some things for the kids going on, uh, food, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're interested in any of that stuff, you can talk to them at the welcome desk on your way out today. They'll be glad uh, to show you the sign-ups and all of that for those things, uh, and we would love for you to be able to, uh, to jump in if you feel uh, so led to do so. Uh, we'd be glad for you to do that. But uh, a lot of, lot of people uh, wanting to know, how can I love on this family? What can I do for them? And all that. Uh, and just know that there will be, there will be uh, opportunities for that uh, galore in the days ahead. So uh, you can just kind of be you know, looking for those. We'll be, we'll be sharing what we can. Uh, moments like this are really what's great about having a church membership. Uh, people say, well, what's the point being a member and all that kind of stuff? Or, you know, I, I just go and that makes me a member. There, there, there's something more to that and the commitment level of just saying that you're going to be there and be there for people and that you want people to be there for you. Uh, and all those kinds of things, and uh, within this body, we have a we have an awesome group of members uh, who are stepping to the plate, uh, and and already just kind of seeing God flex His muscles uh, through them and through their willingness to love and to serve over these next couple of days. And so, uh, I want to thank you in advance uh, for all that uh, everybody's doing, member or not. Uh, you know, but uh, I want to thank you in advance for for all that you're doing to serve. Uh, and that you will be doing to serve. Uh, it's an honor to serve alongside of you, and that is exactly how I feel about it. Um, and uh, I, I, yeah, I'm just humbled, humbled by, humbled by the outpouring. And I know that the family is right now as well. Uh, so uh, that, that's going to be going on the next couple of days. Even even if you're not a part of that or didn't know CJ or anything, uh, man, we'd love for you to just keep us all in your prayers, keep the family in your prayers uh, in the days ahead. That uh, that God would be glorified through it all. Uh, and I know that he will. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they've got two little girls. Uh, and uh, Riley turned seven yesterday. And uh, she had her birthday yesterday. And 
Uh, I encouraged the family uh, this past week when everything happened. I just said, I, I think it'd be a great idea if you don't try to rush having services and all that stuff, just just focus, focus on her, have a birthday, try to have some normalcy for her uh, and enjoy the day. And, and many of you helped with that yesterday. So thank you if you were a part of that as well. Uh, it's just awesome to see uh, across the board the church being the church and loving people and caring for people uh, in moments like this and in ways that you just never knew uh, that you would get to do that. Uh, so um, in light of of what's happened this week and uh, whatnot, I just I felt led to, to just kind of share uh, some things from Scripture uh, that I think would be good for us uh, as a church and to be reminded of who God is and what He's done for us and and those kinds of things. And uh, and so I'm not going back into Mark today, but uh, I'm going to uh, kind of bounce around with some other passages, starting with the Book of Philippians. In fact, if you've got a Bible and you want to get it out and join us in that, we're going to the Book of Philippians. If you don't have a Bible, our ushers have Bibles, and they would be glad. Uh, to get you one, and uh, some of you are really thrown off guard by us actually trying to start on time, aren't you? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't believe me. I told you, and you didn't believe me. So uh, we we really are trying to trying to be be good with that. So, uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, if you need a Bible, get one of those from our ushers. If you don't own one, take it and consider it as a gift. We'd love for you to keep it and have it. Uh, it's God's word. We wholeheartedly believe that. Would love for you uh, to be able to. Um, to join us in, uh, in seeing it and seeing and hearing from him and what God has to say to us through uh, his word. Uh, if you're, also, if you're joining us online, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We're glad to have you. Uh, we, we started uh, officially streaming our services last weekend, uh, and uh, I, maybe because of you know, Chris being crazy and talking about dreams and some of that kind of stuff, maybe why some of it got shared. But uh, I think the last time I saw it, which was a couple days ago, uh, it, I don't know if it actually been watched by these many people or how this is, I don't know how they come up with the numbers or whatever, but it was, it was up somewhere above 4,000 people or something that had, uh, it had, you know, had at least seen uh, parts of one or the other service, first or second service from last weekend. And so uh, thank you to our tech guys and everybody that helps make that happen. You guys are awesome. Uh, and we really appreciate you, and uh, yeah, good stuff. So yeah, if you're tuning in online, thank you so much for joining us there as well. And I know many people that are sick or can't get here or they're away and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, it's, it's awesome for them to get to tune in that way. I uh, also got a phone call this morning, a FaceTime phone call, uh, which I don't get a whole lot of those. Nobody wants to look at me while they're talking, uh, and I don't, I don't really blame them. I'm surprised you guys like even stare this direction during services on Sunday mornings. Uh, but we got got a phone call actually as I was as I was leaving my car and walking up this morning to church from uh, Hunter Collinsworth, and uh, Hunter has been in basic training and uh, just got out yesterday, and of course he's doing like his 36, 48 hour whatever uh, time with his family and that kind of thing, and so. Uh, he called to say hello, and you know I got, I got to walk around the halls with him and talk with him and catch up with him for just a few minutes. And uh, one of our young men here at 24 who who feels God leading him. This isn't just like some you know I'm going to do something random here or something, but he feels God leading him uh, to to be uh, a medic and and to serve people and to be Jesus in those people's lives. I'm not kidding you when I'm saying this. Like this is his heart, and it is awesome. And uh, what, a, what an encouragement for me this morning it was to get to talk to him and see him for a minute. And uh, man, his poor mama, man, she is, she's about to lose her mind. So I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know how Brian will bring her back 
uh, without him uh, when they leave uh, here in the next day or so. But uh, anyway, uh, good stuff, good stuff. So uh, we're excited about that. A lot of, lot of cool things happening. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, on, on a week when you lose somebody that you're not expecting to lose, you know, 30 years old, um, you know, it just, it, just, it just blows you out of the water. You know, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've done something like be in ministry or uh, be a part of funerals or how many people you've lost in your life. I mean, when you, when you lose people that are close to you and, uh, you know, you just don't expect, I mean, it just, it just hits you. And so, uh, you know, and, and the truth is I've, I've actually been, you know, I've had this like thought in my mind for a little while now and you could think, well, Chris is probably morbid or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't really care what you think, uh, but uh, if you hadn't figured it out. Uh, but the, uh, you know, the thought has been in my mind for some time now that as, as our church body continues to grow bigger and bigger, uh, and, and just in life that, you know, I, I feel, I don't know about you, but I feel blessed that God has brought me so many people uh, that I consider my friends, that I love, that I consider my brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, that I, with, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the numbers are just kind of against you that eventually you're going to start losing people in your life, you know? And, and my dad has this conversation with me all the time. My dad's constantly doing funerals. He's a pastor as well. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of his congregation is, uh, you know, much older. And, you know, we're probably a little more mixed or whatever. But uh, anyway, the, the, the point being, you know, he, he's always saying to me, you know, your day's coming. Your day's coming. You're going you're gonna to get to deal with the things that, uh, that I deal with on a regular basis in the days to come. And he's right. He's absolutely right because none of us are getting younger, and uh, and the truth is, is that's part of it. And uh, you know, and and, and it, it's sometimes painful, but through it, God brings us closer together as well. And so uh, I think, and I think we'll see that even this week. We've already seen it uh, over the last few days. I, I can't even tell you the amount of people uh, that are pitching in to to help with different things uh, for just the next few days, much less for the days to come for this family, uh, but. To kind of go on that thought, you know, it, it you know, uh, CJ's not the first person that we've lost as a part of 24, uh, and, and he's not the first person that we've lost recently. In fact, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we lost another, you know, person that's near and dear to many of us at 24, Roxanne Ouellette. And Roxanne uh, passed away, also just kind of out of the blue. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that uh, kind of hit me a couple few weeks ago uh, was her son Johnny uh, shared this video uh, that uh, one of our guys made uh, a couple of few years ago uh, now of her after, uh, after a service. We, uh, Penny's got this crazy uh, zebra bus, and, uh, and for a moment we, we were shooting videos with people. You never know where these things may pop up. Uh, we were shooting videos with anybody that was just willing to come and talk about what God was doing in their life and that kind of thing inside the bus, like after services or whatever, and she, she took Jerry up on that offer, and she went in and she talked. And we have that video, and so uh, if, if, if it's okay to say, kind of from beyond the grave, let's, let's hear just a word from Roxanne if we can. Let's check that out. I came to 24 about four and a half years ago, and um, my son was coming here, and I had, I uh, was... Um, in my disease, so to speak, that's what I call it. Um, but I came here because it was Easter, and I thought it was a good time to come to church. And um, so I came to church, and and 
the message was on the word Hosanna. And uh, I had quit smoking recently, about three months prior to coming here. And But I hadn't quit some of the other stuff that I was doing. They told me in church that day that um, Hosanna meant God saved me. And I thought, what a concept. Never had heard it before. So I'd be driving down the road saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. And I didn't realize that I was screaming out to God to help me. And the next thing I knew, um, God saved me. Um, he, uh, he lifted me up and he put me in treatment and he placed, placed me in this church. And, um, you know, I never thought that saying a simple word and calling out to God would, would <laughs> save me, but it did. And um, I have quit smoking since. I quit smoking two years ago. I've quit the other various things I was doing. And, um, and it's all because I come to church and I heard a sermon on the word Hosanna. And I haven't been to church in a while. The disease or the devil or whatever you want to call him um, has been keeping me from here. I've had some medical issues and stuff. And um, it's so weird that today I come back and the first song they sang... It's Hosanna. It's just an amazing thing how when you ask for God to come back, He does. That's all I got. <laughs>
uh, whatever, all the prison stuff. You know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to prison. I, I've actually got to visit one of our guys here recently uh, in one of the local jails. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a little sobering when you go in a door and it locks behind you and know, you know you don't have a choice. If they want to keep you, they can. Uh, it, it, that's, it's, it's real, okay? And, uh, you know, it, to, to be in that type of situation. And for Paul, you know, Paul is in prison and writing this message that we have as the book of Philippians. And, and oddly enough, this is known as the book of joy. The book of joy. In a moment in life when you would think it would be really hard to find joy, Paul spends more time in this book writing about joy than probably any other passage uh, single-handedly that, that he ever had anything to do with, and really, honestly, probably more about joy than any other book we have in Scripture. And so we see this, we see this picture that, that Paul is trying to paint for us of, of who he is, what God's calling him to, and what he's passionate about while he's in prison that he's thinking about, when I get out, I'm going to help others. I want them to see Christ. I want, let's go ahead and read this. Verse 19 of chapter 1, it says this. It says, For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. So he really believes, I'm, you know, God's going to bring me out of here. Uh, he says, As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. So here's Paul, like the guy that so many of us look to in our faith and go, man, there's a guy that I want to have faith like that guy. I want to have a testimony like that guy. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to be known for loving Jesus like that guy. And here he is, and he's, and he's voicing out loud that he is that he is hoping that I will not be at all ashamed, that he won't be ashamed, that he will spend his days, no matter what happens, letting others know about Jesus. This is his heart. This is, this is who Paul is. This is, this is what we see from this guy. I mean, and, he's just, and it's just amazing. And he goes on, he says, uh, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. And so he's, he's recognizing, he's recognizing, I, I, I'm, I've got a hope that, that God is going to bring me out, and I believe that it's to help others. And he continues to talk about that in just a minute. Um, but he's acknowledging something here. He's acknowledging that he's not in control of that. He's acknowledging that he's not in control of his destiny, and he doesn't know. He knows very well that he may be killed. And he was killed. And this is Paul. And, and, and I'm sure for the people that knew Paul, in the moment that Paul got killed, I'm sure, without a doubt, there were people asking questions like, why would God let Paul get killed? Paul was doing such an amazing ministry. We have this letter from Paul. We know what he was going to do. We know he was going to come. He was going to let people know even more about who Christ was. He wasn't going to give that up. Why would, why would God, why would God take Paul from us, you know? We live in a fallen world. And a part of that fallen world is death. Part of that fallen world is suffering. And there's a whole lot to that that, honestly, I don't have a 
whole lot of time to unpack this morning. But I think that we have to remind ourselves of who God is and that He in Himself, He's not changed. He's not, he, He's still the same. He's still the same loving, caring God. He loved Paul. He loved Paul. He didn't, he didn't let Paul die because he didn't love him. He didn't let Paul, he didn't let Paul die because he didn't love somebody else. He wanted them to suffer because of his death. No, not at all. I talked last week about the puzzle and a dream. Go back and watch that or whatever if you missed it, but, um, and I would recommend it, and I don't always recommend it. <laughs> but last week I talked about Sometimes there's a puzzle to this life and pieces that we don't see. And, I, and I've been there, and I talked about that last week, about how I've been struggling and struggled for a while about where God was leading us as a church. And, and I felt like, you know, we had these pieces of a puzzle, you know, and I could see several of them clearly, but it's like how in the world they fit together and how in the world we pursue any of them. I just, you know, it's just like, my gosh, I don't even know what to do with it, you know? And it just and, and as a leader, you know, when people are looking to you for some kind of leadership, like, hey, where are we going? What's going to happen here? That kind of thing. I mean, that can be very frustrating, very overwhelming if you let it. I think for us, I think we've got to remember that life is full of the puzzle pieces. We don't, we don't always see, we don't always know what God's got in store. We don't always understand. We don't always like it. I didn't like what happened this week. I didn't like it. Still, still don't really like it. <laughs> but at the same time, I trust with all my heart that God's got a plan. I trust that with all my heart, God is going to take care of Shelly and those girls. I trust with all my heart that he's going to use a church to glorify him, to make him known by how we love them and love others through this situation. We've got a great opportunity. You know, Paul, Paul was all about the glory of God. In fact, we see him say right here, what's, what's he say? He said that Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. He's saying whether I'm alive or whether I'm dead, Christ should be honored in who I am. I'll be talking about some of this at the funeral, so I don't want to give too much away, but you go back and look at CJ's Facebook page and you'll see Christ honored. I've seen people going back and liking things that he posted just in the last week, you know, on the daily even. I mean, I mean, there's more Jesus on that brother's Facebook page than I've seen on mine probably. I talk about stupid stuff on my Facebook page, you know, most of the time. What a blessing that is. What a blessing to know that that's what he wanted people to know. That Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. In verse 21, it goes on, it says this, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. What's, what's he saying there? Let's look at it. I think he kind of helps... Helps us to see what he's talking about. Verse 22, if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire to depart and be with Christ 
for that is far better. But, verse 24, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. So here's Paul, this great defender of our faith, this great this great man of God that we see who God has used in so many ways, and he believes God is going to keep him here so that he can continue to go to people and that they know about Christ. But he's, he's warring with himself, and he's just, he's just playing this out in front of us, this honest, this honest pull that he has of just saying, you know, but if they kill me, i got to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to being with Jesus. We, we have a hard time with that, don't we? We have a hard time with that be, because we live in the here and the now. And for us, it is, it is so hard for us to imagine that our hope isn't here. Because we, we make life about here and now. We make life about, about this very moment and everything that has to do with it. We put all of our stock into that most days and everything. And, and the truth is that there is so much more to life than that. There's so much more to life than that. God has something special for us. He's put a place together for us. You know, Job 14 teaches us that, you know, a man has few days and that they are numbered. In other, words, in other words, God knows when our time will be. That's hard for us because, you know, sometimes it seems unfair. But he has the puzzle. He has the puzzle, and, and he always has a reason. You know, one of the things that I've heard people say in the last few days for sure is, you know, I just hate the thought of the girls not having their dad. And, I, and Lord knows I've thought that too. And, I, you know, to sit there with Shelly when we did and talk through all that and talk through even talking to them and all of that stuff, hard, very hard. And a, and a lot of hard moments ahead. And at the same time, I trust in the Lord that he is good enough that he's going to take care of that family. And I pray that he does it through us. But I trust that he will take care of them. I trust that he will use this somehow for his glory to do amazing things in their lives. Many of you sitting here right now are the product of, of having maybe a bad parent or maybe two bad parents or, or maybe having a missing parent, maybe due to death, maybe due to them leaving you. What's, what's fair? What's, what's, the, what's the best scenario? Is it, is it to have a loved one that goes on uh, in, in some sort of disease and, and, and suffers through the rest of their life and finally lose their life? Or is it someone that catches our attention? We look back at their Facebook page. We see what's important to them in life. And we see Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm grateful at least. I'm sad that he's gone. I too wish he could be there for his girls and for his wife. 
but I am at least glad and thankful that they have a legacy of a man who loved them and loved Jesus well. And he loved well. He's a firefighter. He gave his extra time to helping people. Some of you here also do. We're an awesome example of Jesus willing to give your life for yet another man. Your time. That's who he was. John 14 says this. It says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me and my Father's house are many rooms. This is Jesus speaking here. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will make, take you to myself that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, Thomas, here's your road map. I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. To live as Christ, to die as gain. To live as Christ, to die as gain. If we live, may we live for the glory of Jesus. If we die, it becomes our moment to get to go and take the blessing of which Jesus has done in preparing for us a place in his Father's house. That passage gives us, a, I think, a pretty clear understanding that when we go, we go immediately to be there. People ask me a lot about that. I think we go to be with Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 6 says this. It says, So we are always of good courage. We know that while we were at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. A friend of mine, Ridley Barron, came uh, several years back and shared with us here at 24. And I don't know if any of you would remember Ridley or not, but uh, Ridley planted a church at the same time that we planted 24, uh, planted being started. And uh, I was in a small group of other church planters, guys that were starting new churches. Uh, there were four or five of us, and we would meet together uh, once a month and try to encourage each other. And we had somebody challenging us in different ways and helping us along the way through that. And uh, it's so weird because Ridley, I, I, I'd been thinking about Ridley over the last couple of days, even went back and listened to some of Ridley's story online uh, on YouTube uh, as Ridley travels the world now telling his story. And uh, so weird because he contacted me yesterday. It's so crazy. I haven't talked to that brother in like, I don't know, three or four years. And so, um, and I did not, I didn't contact him. I didn't tell him I was, you know, watching that. But uh, anyway, um, 
his story is this in a nutshell. Right in the midst of them getting ready to start this church, he and his wife and his family, their kids, were in their van, and uh, they were out of town and uh, on vacation, and they had somebody hit them at a stoplight, uh, and um, it, uh, it killed his wife. Killed his wife and put their 17-month-old son in the hospital. Now, I, I, you know, you can think about a lot of things. I, I struggle to think about those kinds of things. I do. Ridley <coughs> tells the story, in, in, again, in a nutshell. Basically, his son ends up dying because a nurse gave their son the wrong dosage of a medicine, gave them an adult dosage of the medicine. And so in the midst of Ridley trying to work out doing and getting together his wife's funeral and, and getting ready for the funeral, he, he gets a phone call. And this phone call is for him to come immediately. He's out of state. He's, he's trying to you know do things back home. He's out of state that he needs to immediately get to where his, his son is at that hospital. And so they, they go. He goes. And they will not tell him anything. They will not tell him why. He goes, and they, so they proceed to tell him. And I, I won't get into some of the story. I mean, it's, it's a wild story. And he's still alive, but basically, he's not going to stay alive. And so his son dies, and now he's planning two funerals. And, I mean, me personally, I think I would just ball up. <laughs> you probably wouldn't see me for a year. Ridley trusted in the Lord that he was calling his wife and his son home to be with him, to love them even more than he could. This is his words. And that this was part of a plan, and he didn't know why, and he couldn't explain it, and he was mad at God, and all those things that we get in those moments. Ridley today can see more clearly some of that puzzle. That puzzle looks something like this today. Ridley has brought him together with uh, another lady who is now his wife, who is a wonderful Christian lady who, who loves him, loves his kids. Uh, on top of that, God has given Ridley the stage to travel literally the world and speak to hospitals about the kind of care and how important it is in every single little thing, every little tiny detail, how important that is. And he goes, and he tells his story, and he, this is the joke, he gets paid by hospitals to come tell his story and to tell them about who Jesus is. And that is the purpose in Ridley's life and how he glorifies God these days. He's actually just gone back into pastoring, He's not pastored for many years now because he's literally been so busy going around the world and sharing the gospel, the gospel at hospitals. Sorry, <laughs> gospel. New, new word, there you go. I've coined worse. 
but going around to hospitals all over the world telling people about Jesus. And, and let, me, let me be clear with you. They don't want him to come tell about Jesus, but they can't get around it if he's going to tell the story. And they know it. And they know it. Man, it's hard to see. Because again, we make it all about right here and right now and what hurts and what feels good and what we want and what we don't want, you know? But the truth is, it's our hope isn't here. There's something so much better for us, and it's a promised place that Jesus has prepared for us. And you say, but Chris, the hurt, the hurt is just amazing. I'm with you. I get you. I understand. I'm, I hurt too, okay? I hurt too. Romans 8, Romans 8, 31, it says this. It says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will we not also with him graciously give us all things? God's been there. He sent his son. He put his son on the table for us. If, it, if you don't understand that, here's the basic of that. God sees us, loves us, created us. Jesus created us, spoke us into existence. We fall into sin. Our sin separates us from God, also from the book of Romans, 3.23. We've all fallen short. We all have sin. It separates every one of us from God. God still loves us, and He makes a way for us to be forgiven of sin, to come into his family to be loved by him and to literally go live with him forever. That's what's coming. That's, that's, that's what we can't put a mortgage on. That's what we can't get a loan for at the bank. That's what we can't earn with church attendance. That's what we can't gain from being good people. It only comes, as Jesus tells Thomas, through Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And for us to understand that God loves us so much that what he did, he did it for us to understand that we get that like giving up a child is like the worst thought that we could possibly have. And he's saying, I'm giving up my son to die for you in your place to take the penalty for your sins. Because again, Romans teaches us that the penalty for sin is death. Jesus takes on the death that we deserve on the cross, sheds his blood, gives his life, and then overcomes the grave three days later on our behalf that in his death we might find life. That's life. That's life, and Paul knew it. That's life, and Paul knew it. And that's why he's saying, like, whether in death or life, I just hope that my body glorifies Jesus. I hope that it makes him known. Our goal is his glory, whether it be in life or whether it be in death. Our goal is his glory. One of the things that I have seen in my own life is that many times, and I think my buddy Ridley would say this too, that many times out of 
the greatest loss comes the greatest gain. God has a way of taking the most awful situations and redeeming them in amazing ways for His glory to make Him known. You say, Chris, what, what's all this making Him known? What's, what is that? Like I hear you say that over and over. He wants us to know Him because He wants us to know salvation in Him. He loves us. He cares for us. He's got, he's got the keys to the house, and He doesn't want us missing, getting to come inside and live with Him forever. He doesn't want us to miss being changed by the blood of Jesus. He doesn't want us to miss the love that He has for us, the care that He has for us. He loves us. And so sometimes I think, and I'm not saying that I know, I don't know, okay? I'm not saying I know why God took CJ from us this week. But sometimes I think that God allows things like that to happen that we would ask ourselves real questions about this life. Because otherwise, let's just face it, most 30-year-olds think that they're bulletproof. And we think, that's, it's impossible, it would, nothing's going to happen to me. But when something like that does happen, it makes us ask questions like, what's going to be on my headstone? What will they say at my funeral? Will they wonder if I was satisfied in Jesus? And sometimes those questions are good for us to ask ourselves. Sometimes we just need to refocus. We need to remember. It's easy to work all the time. It's easy to be busy. It's easy to be busy with our kids and not really love our kids well, if you get what I'm saying there. It's just easy. And sometimes we need moments like this where we just have to be stopped in our tracks and ask ourselves, what's this life about? Paul got it. That Christ would be honored in his body, whether it be by life or by death. God sent his son for us that we might find out what it means to find life in Christ and to see eventually how death is gained. We don't like thinking about death. A lot of people probably leave here thinking, wow, I don't like those messages. I don't like, I don't like talking about death. I don't like talking about dying. I don't like thinking about that kind of stuff. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me whatever. It gives me the willies. <laughs> but the truth is, is it's part of life. And the truth is, is that our life was created with a purpose. And that purpose is God glorified. Life in Christ or death is gain. Whatever he gives us, may that be the case. Let's pray together. God, we love you. God, I pray that you would continue to be glorified in us. Pray that you would help us, Lord, to trust you where we need to. Lord, in moments like this, I pray for comfort. God, I pray that you would remind us that it's okay to mourn. It's okay to be tore up. God, I, I pray that you would give us the comfort that we need in days like these days. 
God, help us to be the people, the church that you've called us to be in glorifying you by loving on those people that need to be loved on. God, Lord, I pray that you would even use our chance and opportunity to minister to others. Lord, I pray that you would use it in our lives to minister back to us. In moments like this, God, we need that. You know that. God, continue to care for us as you do as a loving father. Lord, thank you for the reminder that this isn't it. Thank you for the reminder that you work all things for your good. God, continue to restore. Continue to save. Lord, for anyone that has never trusted in you that is listening to this right now. God, I pray that today they would ask themselves, do I know Jesus? Am I going to be in the house with the family? God, I pray, Lord, that you would work in their hearts, work in their lives. Lord, save them. We ask this in your name. Amen.